Hey there, this is Matt April, and welcome back to another episode of the Bent on Better podcast, where better means becoming the best you in health, fitness, and overall wellness. This is the show where we use real-life stories and tips to help you learn and improve to make sure you're always getting better. Today, my guest is Matthew Ibrahim. Matt is a hybrid strength and conditioning coach, movement teacher, speaker, writer, and creator of Mobility 101. In today's chat, we discuss Matt as a lifelong learner and student of the game, how to stay hungry, practicing what you preach, and the THINK acronym. Before I start the show, I need to remind you to go to iTunes and leave a review for the show. It is so, 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 so important that you do that. This podcast is completely, totally free. All the information I provide to you on my website is absolutely free, and I'm happy to continue to produce the content, give advice, and help you get better. I just need you to do this one small favor for me. It'll take you one or two minutes, but please go and leave an honest review. Oh, and if you haven't already subscribed, please make sure you tap that subscribe button so you can have new episodes sent right to your phone immediately when I publish them. Now let's get this show a-rolling. Matt, welcome to the podcast. Hey, brother. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So, Matt, I am excited to have you here because I've been following you on Instagram for the past few months, and you provide a lot of great quality. But before we get into our chat today, can you please introduce yourself, who you are, and what you do for a living? Wow, uh, <laughs> big question here. Uh, no, thank you. I, I, um, so what I do is, I guess the way I look at things is I want to help people become stronger and more resilient. Um, and just that's kind of the bottom line. Um, I, I dislike seeing people getting injured, people getting hurt, and not understanding ways to help themselves in terms of you know their movement and performance and their fitness and their health. Um, so right now I serve as the Director of Strength and Conditioning at Boston Physical Therapy and Wellness in Medford, Mass., um, it is a private outpatient clinical setting. However, we work with a lot of athletes and local athletes in the high school setting um, in terms of sports performance training and athletic development, um, especially long term in, in the youth and the high school setting. Um, and then, you know, we work with a lot of, you know, general pop clients, um, patients of all ages and, you know, anyone looking to just kind of rehab an injury or become screened or assessed or just looked at in terms of preventing injury long term, right, and using better mechanics. Um, I also own, operate, and um, am the creator of Mobility 101, uh, something I created about a year and a half ago. And the main premise behind that is just helping people through social media as the outlet using videos, um, articles, content, um, sharing knowledge, and, and providing like a, a sound base for people to, to use and refer to in terms of learning how to you know, improve their mechanics and just essentially what the tagline says, you know, building stronger, more resilient human movement and performance. So that's, that's kind of what I'm doing right now. Um, I am also a, uh, at the Cortiva Institute of Mas- Massage Therapy uh, in Massage Therapy School. And then, um, yeah, that's kind of what I got going on right now. And um, that's what's on my plate. Matt, what made you decide to get into Mobility 101 and to start Mobility 101? What was it in your background that brought you to Mobility 101? Sure, yeah, I know. Uh, it's funny, like, everyone, uh, people often ask me this. And so, you know, this started, um, I want to say, April of 2014. And um, at that current point, I, I had attempted to get into doctor of physical therapy school programs for the past, you know, few years or so. Um, and, you know, I, I had been working in a physical therapy outpatient rehab setting 
um, you know, as a rehab aide, just kind of learning the ropes for a few years. Um, probably longer than most people should hold that job, but still, I, I definitely took a lot of knowledge from that. Um, and I guess from having that knowledge, um, you know, I consider that knowledge I learned there much more, you know, useful and applicable um, in terms of like, you know, what I'm doing today than what I learned in just my general exercise health science undergraduate degree. Um, but so I was, I was in there and I was trying to get into DPT school and, you know, I was literally exhausting all options possible, <laughs> literally like going to this course, going to that seminar, taking this class, whatever it was I could do to kind of get ahead to show, Hey, look, like I'm really trying to get in here. I, I, you know, I'm hungry. I'm, I'm passionate. I want to get in. I'm driven. And, you know, lo and behold, I didn't get in, but I, I initially started mobility one-on-one to show, hey, look, I'm, I'm using a social media forum and, and writing articles and making videos that I can help people move better, feel better, perform better as a way to show you, look, I'm trying to reach out into the community for health and wellness, right? Like to kind of go along with, oh, look, he's, he's doing extracurricular work just to try to show us he, he's trying to get into PT school. Um, didn't get in, right? But I mean, I, I, it was kind of blessing in disguise because, you know, none of what is currently today, what's happening today was planned at all. And I, I actually prefer it that way. Um, I didn't have like specific goals written out or plans or like, okay, like write this many blog articles in this many days. Like I didn't, none of that was done. I literally was like, you know what? I have stuff in my mind. I have a lot to say and I, and I want to speak. Um, and I just figured I needed an outlet. And um, so, you know, at that time I wasn't on Facebook or social media at all. I had gotten off for a year or two for other reasons and I hopped back on and like, this was the first thing I did. And, uh, you know, I was like, you know what? I don't care if I get like zero readers. It doesn't matter to me. I want to just help people. And, um, you know, right now we're sitting at, you know, a good amount of followers to, to currently today. And um, I'm on the verge of kind of, you know, shutting down the current website to open up a completely new website, new domain, new everything within the next couple of weeks. So I'm pretty pumped for that, pretty excited for that. I think it will better display, you know, who I, who I am, what I can do, and what I can offer to people. Because I don't think the current website does that because it's just a simple generic WordPress. But um, the other thing, too, is, you know, in doing so, um, it allows me to reach more people. And, you know, especially when you get to the point where you can have your mother follow your own blog. <laughs> that, that has been a revelation for me. Like, having the point where, wow, like, you know, my mother's name, email, wow, like, she's following great. Like, I've made it. Here I am. But <laughs> all, joke, all jokes aside, it's been very rewarding and, and uh, humbling and very, um, you know, it's just made me really happy. Like, you know, people reaching out to me from, you know, different continents for help or, you know, people follow my YouTube page and like on it, like it's just, to me, it's nuts and, and, and it's overwhelming, but overwhelming in, in a very good way because it makes me feel like, you know what, I have a duty, I have a responsibility, like I have people that are like, you know, watching for what I'm going to say and, and, and how I can help them. And I kind of have to, I hold myself um, to that, you know, that, that standard and, and I take it very seriously and, and I want to show the people that I'm here to help them. And so, um, if anything, it's been really rewarding and I'm really looking forward to kind of what the next year, year and moving forward has to come. And, um, just the biggest thing that I'm always concerned about is how I can help someone become a better overall version of themselves. Now I'm specifically with movement and performance and health at the forefront. I, I just love everything that you're saying. I think that's why I connect with you so well. And all of our stuff is in line, like everything from Mobility 101 and who you are connects with the Bent on Better brand and me, Matt April, like everything is in line. And I think that's why I connected so much when I found you on social media. Actually, I found you through 
a friend of mine, uh, his name is Jesse Jackson. Yeah. I had Jesse back I'm on my podcast way, way back. He's a great guy. Uh, we still t- stay in touch to this day. Actually, we, we chat f- quite frequently. And um, I love what he's doing with Inner Strength Fitness. He's Shout great. out to Jesse. But, um, but I love how you are just, you, you want to help people build, build stronger and more resilient human movement. What is it? Human movement and performance, right? That's your, that's your thing. That's your tagline. That's awesome. And I'm so glad that you're, you're, there's someone else out there who's doing it and not doing it just to try to make the quick buck, not trying to just bring on clients to quickly make some money. Like you're providing content for free. Right. I mean, correct me if yes, I'm sir. wrong. It's yes, completely sir. free. And that's the same way that I am doing my my whole blog, my website, my podcast is all for free because I believe the more value you can provide to the world, the more you can put out into the world, the better off everyone, including yourself, you will be. So uh, let, let's let's hop into that whole. How did you come up with build stronger, more resilient human movement and performance? Like, why did you decide that was going to be your tagline? I mean, if you look, if you look at the. From my beginning tagline to where it currently is, I will tell you one thing. It doesn't happen overnight. <laughs> like having the right words fit into play and marry in your own mind, it takes a while because I think, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm okay with saying this and I'm, like, I'm a very open person. Like, you know, at first, I don't think people truly understood, you know, what I, who I was, what my credentials were, what, like what I was doing. I think they just saw it as, oh, like he's just an injury prevention guy, and like, which obviously is, is, a, is a piece of it. But I think, you know, within the last probably six to eight months or so, I think people have begun to see, wow, like, it is that he is focusing on the entire continuum of health. Um, it isn't just, you know, injury prevention or rehabilitation or, you know, physical therapy driven um, aspects and protocols, stuff like that. Um, it, it's, it's heavily involved in strength and conditioning, you know, sports performance training, uh, building up and, and athletes understanding, you know, the proper mechanics and, and, and breathing and, you know, how to, you know, you know, use safe self maintenance tools and, you know, take care of your body recovery aspects. I mean, I really try to look at the whole thing at once, but I think, um, you know, initially people didn't view it that way. And, and, um, you know, so that's why I kind of had this like paragraph, like, Oh, my mission statement <laughs> is, you know, X, Y, and Z. And it's like, I really not catching anyone here. And, um, you know, I have a lot of people that I follow in the field because what I'll tell everyone is, you know, I, I'm a lifelong learner, man. Like I'm a student of the game and, I'm just trying to learn and, and, and become better from the people around me. And, and, you know, like iron sharpens iron. Like I, I make, I make sure, um, I am close and, and I learn from, and I'm a sponge from many well-respected, um, you know, both physios and strength coaches in our field, anyone revol- involved in the, in the performance and movement field, because my big thing is, you know, I'm not going to get better by sitting here and looking at a computer. I need to go out there and learn and, and understand concepts and, and learn from people and, and gather information and just become overall better so that I can better serve people that I work with. So, um, you know, it has definitely evolved, my tagline, but I think the biggest thing for me is, you know, strength and resilience. You know, strength is obviously, you know, going in the gym, hitting the weight room and using the iron. Um, in terms of resilience, like recovery, mobility, intervention, like taking care of your body. If you do both, you'll, you'll set yourself up on a nice platform for long-term health and longevity. That's the ultimate goal. Like, it has to be a long-term uh, goal. It can't be these short-term um, goals. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like Having short-term goals in terms of I want to lift X amount of pounds overweight, I'm sorry, over my head, or I want to you know, deadlift this or, or bench press that or be able to you know, perform a plank without like, you know, breathing heavily at the end or, or whatever the, the goal may be is fine, but long-term. I think too many people, when they train and they and they program and, and they're they're going through their routines with training and stuff like that, they don't 
look at the actual long-term uh, benefits and goals. Like, like how are they planning things ahead of time? Like, I think too many people want to rush into things. Um, they want to rush out and get this certification because it, it will say this about them, or they want to rush out and do this, um, you know, powerlifting meet or you know, kettlebell, whatever it is, because they're like, oh, I got to get it now. Well, at the end of the day, like, we should all be wanting to learn and become better over time. You know, I, I don't see much value in going to like, you know, one course and then be just honing in on that one course, and that's all you do for the rest of your life. Or, you know, just using two or three courses or, or ways of th- or schools of thought or philosophies, and that's all you do the rest of your life. I really, I'm a firm believer in exposing yourself to multiple outlets in our field, you know, whether it's, you know, not even, not even performance related or, or movement related. What if it's like psychological or recovery related or nutrition? Or I just think that it's such an all encompassing field where there's so many different areas you can kind of dive into. I think it would do, you know, both the people that we're educating, like the general public, as well as us as, you know, healthcare providers, strength coaches, trainers, you know, physios, rehab people, and, and so on and so forth, to educate ourselves, even if we're not going to use certain items, just to be knowledgeable of them so that we said, you know what, at the very least, we expose ourselves to it. And if I if it applies, take it and move on. If it doesn't apply, leave it and walk away. But at the end of the day, at least you expose yourself to it. And I think too many people kind of pigeonhole themselves into certain little categories. And that's great if you have a niche um, or niche. I'm not sure how certain people <laughs> pronounce it. I, I never know. I, I think it's, it's niche. Both, man. But you're, you're yeah. good. You're good. But um, I, I think the biggest thing with me is, you know, I am not finished. I am not done. I never want to be done. Um, you know, I, I constantly wake up and I hit the floor and, I, and I, I'm hungry and I go. And that's how I want to feel for the rest of my life. Because if I, if I get excited about helping people and I'm enthusiastic like that to me that keeps the fire going I I, I don't run out of wood so to speak like I, I I want to keep that that's important to me because if I lose that then I I'm providing a disservice to people I work with mm. so what what kind of keeps me in check is staying hungry having constant goals you know having constant goals and knowing that it's a process and be patient with it doesn't matter what I'm doing if it's reading a book or if it's finishing a course or finishing school what it doesn't matter like Long-term goals, understanding it's a process and trusting the process and having to keep that fire lit. That's very important to me because I think there's a major difference and the people you work with can see that and that's very important. Um, and then I guess the other thing is, you know, as I've kind of spent the last year, year and a half kind of figuring this all out as it's kind of hit me in the face is making sure that the content I'm providing has integrity, professionalism and has quick actionable takeaways um, you know, I, I think some people get carried away. Like I said, like I mentioned before, they, 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 you know, they solely focus on one frame of thought or one school of thought, so to speak. And I don't think that's necessarily wrong, but I think that it pigeonholes people. And I don't think it allows people to kind of widen their horizon and have a, a much broader view versus having a narrow, uh, narrow view of things. You know, it's good to be, it's okay to be focused on things. That's, we need focus. That's important. But I think exposing ourselves to multiple outlets is important as well. Um, so kind of where it is today in terms of you know, Mobility 101 and, and the tagline being building stronger, more resilient human movement performances, I think that properly displays kind of what I am and what I represent because you know, trying to get into PT school and spending, well, now over four, four and a half years in, in physical therapy, private, outpatient rehab settings, um, you, know, you, you gain a bit of knowledge in terms of 
how to you know rehab someone um, within within my scope. Obviously, I'm not a physical therapist, and, and I don't think I'll be one for the foreseeable future. But I think that with my you know four plus four and a half plus years background as a rehab aide and working directly under several physical therapists, athletic trainers, and, and, and rehab specialists, you get to learn a bit and you understand the mechanics of the body and, and basic frameworks um, and how to carry someone along into, on, on that continuum, not, not only from injury, but also once cleared for, for sport or for fitness or for return to play or just return to life, how to continue them along that continuum. I think that's, that's very important. So you know, everyone talks about kind of bridging the gap, right? And some, some big names in our field talk about them. they're not even being a gap. But either way, there has to be a connection. Like we have to plug the, the outlet into the wall, so to speak, where someone is leaving, you know, they're leaving rehab, they're done with it, they're returning back to whatever it is, sport or fitness or life or whatever they want to return back to. But those, there's plenty of question marks there. And I think that's what I want it to be. That's what I want mobility one to be. Look, I, I, can, I have a hand in both pots, so to speak. My hand is dipped in both cookie jars, and I can help you. Hmm. So whether it's performance-related in terms of strength conditioning, weight training, you know, powerlifting, just g- general health and fitness, wellness, whatever you want to call that, you know, athletes and all that stuff, versus you know, rehab, um, treatment, um, you know, hands-on manual techniques, stuff like that, or corrective exercise, or whatever you want to call it. There's so many different you know, injury prevention, so many different ways to call it, but recovery and all that stuff. But I think bridging those two together, plugging it in, having – Somewhere to go for people to understand from both outlets is important to me. So that that's ultimately what I'm trying to provide in a nutshell. And you know what? There was so much value that you just dropped on me. Um, the, one of the biggest takeaways that I really, really liked was that you said you're a, a lifelong learner and a student of the game. I mean, I without having those exact words, I feel the same way. I'm always trying to learn. I, I really tout my car to be a mobile classroom where I'm always listening to podcasts and audio programs and books and just things of that nature, even streaming YouTube and just having it streamed through my Bluetooth so I can listen to whatever it is that's going on. But um. Matt, what what is like? What's your go-to resource for learning and continuing to keep that fire stoked? What's your what are your number your top three resources? Maybe. Oh boy, <laughs> I mean, I guess if if we were to put it in like uh, you know in a bucket, so to speak, right? Like the 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 best most efficient uh, providers of knowledge in our field have the ability to put stuff in buckets and make it digestible, right? Hmm. I think uh, if I were to put stuff in buckets, I think obviously you know. Social media is completely powerful. And I don't mean like, oh, I'm looking at like what people are writing and stuff like that. I mean, social media gives you the ability to read someone's blog post, someone's article, uh, someone's product, um, listen to a podcast, look at a, a demonstration or an instructional video. Uh, it's really, it's endless. So it, it provides a platform for you to see all these things in one, like, one place, one bucket, so to speak. So that's where I go initially to find all these things and see all these things, right? And then from there, I'll listen to podcasts. I'll read an article or I'll, I'll, I'll you know, listen to podcasts and the person that's speaking says, oh, you need to get this book, this book, and, that, and listen to this guy. So I'll go follow that guy and read that book. It's like, a, it's like a, a chain that doesn't end because if I believe in a certain person – like for example, I – I, I would say I started, when I started learning and taking this stuff seriously, Eric Cressy was probably at the forefront of what, what I was learning. I was seeing a lot of his work and following him heavily. I, you know, I, I did the workout book, The Maximum Strength, and I was following his blog, his articles, and his videos, and so on and so forth. And he would always um, let guests write an article 
like, you know, there, there's been so many names on there. Like, you know, Dean Somerset's one of them. Tony Gent, of course, is, is, um, is co-founder of Crazy Performance. And, you know, you learn about these guys and you and then you follow them as well. It's almost like this, like, this, like, uh, this tree that keeps getting bigger and bigger, more branches and more branches, and all these lines of connection. And then you, you keep saying, okay, well, if so-and-so respect so-and-so, we'll trust them and go to the next guy and read the book they talked about, listen to their podcast, and it just, it just doesn't end. And, and for me, it's awesome because, you know, it just continues that, that learning, you know, paradigm and, 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 and wants you to keep pushing for more knowledge and how you can help people better. So I guess in a nutshell, you know, social media as a platform, you know, via Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, and so on and so forth. I use that because, you know, we're on our phones today. We're in a society where technology is an all-time high, and it's kind of hard to ignore it. This is as long as people are using good posture, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> but um, So, yeah, that's kind of my number one. And then um, I really, you know, I love to open up a book and read it. And, you know, as I'm sitting here, you know, talking to you on this podcast, I literally am staring at my bookshelf. Um, and you know, quite honestly, I haven't really picked up one of these books in probably a couple months. I've just been, I've been, I've been kind of running around like a hellish chicken, but, um, you know, like you had mentioned, like listen to, you know, audio books in, in the car and stuff of that nature. That's, that's another way to get around it. So I, I do that as much as possible. Um, and I think the biggest thing with me is, um, you know, I've been told, uh, this line by many people, both in the, you know, healthcare, uh, physical therapy field, as well as the sports performance training field. Like, you know, if someone says or, or presents a certain thought or item never believe them you need to prove it to yourself and i think that's very very difficult for young up-and-coming uh, fitness professionals you know rehab professionals or whatever field you're in really in the healthcare field to understand and really appreciate i think like you know everyone always wants to say oh well because this higher up said this line you have to believe them i'm not saying this higher up, you know, fill in, fill in the blank, Dan John, Mike Boyle, whatever. I'm not saying they're wrong by no means. You know, what they speak is gold. These, these guys are the reason they're the, they're, they are pioneers of, of, of the strength conditioning field and all those things, just as, as an example. But I challenge people, and I challenge myself at least, to take what someone says, don't believe it initially, prove it to myself, make sure I can justify it, I fully understand it until I use that frame of thought in my own verbiage and, and moving forward. That's very important. That's something that I do that has helped. And I don't think many people, like, when, when we're y the younger, kind of coming up in the field, and, or I'm sorry, not more, less experience is, is a better term. Um, when they're less experienced, they, they hold on to certain things so tightly because, oh, well, this is what so-and-so said. You know, f form opinions of your own. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, the, no, no one's going to stab you in the face if you form an opinion of your own. If it's justified, if it's it has logic and it's based on actual like like facts, like if you, if you can back it up, and I think uh, uh, to branch off of that or to piggyback off of that, practicing what you preach, you know. So I think a big part to kind of jump back a little bit, a big part of why I don't think people understood fully what I was trying to do with Mobility One One, what I represented, um, probably about about eight to ten months ago, was that I didn't post m many videos of me actually lifting weights. It was always instructional, you know, mobility videos, movement fix type of things, proper mechanics, breathing, and stuff of that nature, uh, recovery drills, right? You know, I, I didn't post much of me actually, like, lifting weights and hitting the gym, and, uh, and I think, you know, that put me into a certain category, right? Whereas I wanted to say, hey, look, I do, I, I am knowledgeable, and I can help you and coach you to achieve on, on the entire line of continuum, 
So I, what I did was I enlisted, or I hired rather, uh, Greg Robbins of the Strength Coast as well as Cressy Performance as my online distance coach um, back in January. So just, you know, suffice to say, since then I've become um, much stronger um, in all aspects of my training. And I think the most important thing is everything I've done in addition to weightlifting has become much more purposeful and with more intent. Um, and I think that, you know, having had posted all of these, you know, both successes and failures with training and lifting and whatnot and, you know, hitting this weight or not hitting this weight and, and how you can learn from it and stuff like that, I think that that sort of kind of tied the knot, so to speak, of that remaining little air that wasn't kind of um, uh, expressed or, dem- or, or displayed to people because they said, oh, wow, like, you know what, he actually lifts weights too. Uh, and it's funny the response you get from people like, you know, just from not posting anything at all lifting related to posting something, you know, in terms of a moderate, <laughs> moderately heavy weight, nothing like crazy heavy. Wow, you lift weights? Like, oh, no, like <laughs> I've, I've been under a rock for the past 10 years. Like, so it, it's for me, it's, it, it's been good because um, that has helped me kind of just bridge my own gap in my own mind in terms of exposing myself and showing people, hey, like this is a very big piece of what I do as well. Like the biggest thing to me is obviously I don't want to see anyone get hurt, but you know, everything at all times, you know, I'm sorry, some things at all times should be trainable if you're injured. Like, you know, if you have a broken ankle, it doesn't mean to stop. Never like I'm, I'm a firm believer in, in always continuing some form of movement or training. If you've ever broken foot you have to, and, and you, have to, you can't stand on it, obviously that's fine. It doesn't mean you can't work out your body or your core. Like there's ways you can get around things is what I'm trying to get at. So yeah. I, I am a firm believer in, you know, if, any, so, if someone, any clinician or physician or physiotherapist, um, chiropractor, massage therapist, so on and so forth, doctor, whatever you want to call it, tells you to literally stop training or stop moving or to not do something without a justifiable, legitimate, backed-up reason, I, I, I tell people, walk away, walk out the door. You know, like, if the person you're seeing to treat you in a clinical setting isn't practicing what he or she is preaching, right, hey, don't do deadlifts because it's going to hurt your back. Well, doc, do you do deadlifts? No, I don't. I have no experience doing deadlifts. Well, I'm walking around the office. Like, mm. you should have experience in practicing what you preach if you're going to tell people what to do. Because at the end of the day, we have the ability to tell people, hey, you need to do X, Y, or Z with your body. Like, I, you have, we have control and we help and guide people with their bodies and their health, right? I, I think we should practice what we preach. That's very important, you know? And, and that's another reason why um, my boss and I, so my boss, David Kern, um, owner and president at Boston Physical Therapy and Wellness in Medford, Mass. Um, he and I just joined the Clinical Athlete Network, um, something Dr. Quinn Hennock um, has created. It's re- essentially you're an athlete, you're a powerlifter, you're a weightlifter, or you're an athlete in any sport, and, and you, you partake in, in training and right, athletics and, and, and sport and, and stuff of that nature. And you want to speak the same language with a clinician or practitioner about your training and how to kind of become better at it, more efficient at it mechanically and all those items, right? Not many people have the ability to do that. And I think that's very important. That's crucial because if we want to keep athletes healthier long-term um, in, in, in a safer uh, mechanism um, and area of play, we need to be able to speak the same language as them if we're going to help them fix their bodies. That to me seems so logical and simple, but you'd be surprised at how many people get away with um, incorrect techniques and uh, improper um, usage of knowledge uh, in a very... Uh, simple way of me saying this, you know, and that's very important. So that's that's a network we just uh, joined to do just that, to help athletes to speak the same language as, as them and to, to have them understand through simple, digestible terms 
albeit you know through um, you know contacting them, talking to them, or having them come into the clinical setting and kind of helping them that way. So that's very, very, very important to me in what we do. Wow, you you just hit so many great topics again. I mean, you're just you're on a roll, and I never want to stop you because you hit so many great things. But I really like when you you went back to the practice what you preach, and when you're value, evaluating something. Um, I've heard a really good acronym. I'm not sure if you if you've heard this before, Matt, but it's the think acronym, and it's you want to make sure it's true, helpful, inspiring, necessary, and kind. And and okay. so take that as you may. But I think that. When you use acronyms in your life, like that's just my one of my go-to's. I love the acronyms. Sure, oh, the, big time. Quotes, but but when you really evaluate something and to see if it's true, to see if it's helpful and inspiring, I mean, necessary, sure, kind, okay, that's that's all right. But just when you look at something, practice what you preach. You should make sure that you're right. Whoever it is giving you advice should have experience in doing whatever it is. If you want to make a million dollars. What would be your better option? Would it be to go to a person who has made more than a million or a million dollars or go to the person who's working the regular job making at just a, an average base salary of thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000? You'd probably go to the millionaire who's already done it. So you take advice from someone who's already achieved it, who's done it, who practices it, who has it. And so um, not to go too far into that, I, I love the topic that we're on and I know that we're coming towards the end of our podcast here, but Matt... This has been such a great chat with you. What is the best way that my listeners can connect with you? Connecting with me, I mean, you know, I'm on social media daily. Um, I think that's the biggest thing, and I kind of put myself out there, like just similar to what you did. You know, my phone number was on my website, and you called me. So that just goes to show, you know, I, I want to make myself available. I remember seeing um, Dr. Charlie Weingroff's Training Equals Rehab, um, you know, package, uh, DVD set, uh, someone who I – Holding very high regard, uh, along with Kelly Starrett and Dr. John Rusin and all these um, hot shots in our field, these big these big dogs. Um, and what he said, I believe, in the first couple of minutes or so of that um, that actual that video was, you know, he responds to every single email. And the way I interpreted that, how I perceived that was, okay, if someone contacts me with a legitimate question for help in our field related to what we are doing. It is my, I, it is my responsibility. This is how I, I interpret it, that I need to respond to them. Like I need to help them. And that's, you know, it's, I think it's kind of difficult for, for people to understand sometimes like, you know, oh, well, you're always on the phone. This is that. And I want to help people. So <laughs> when people contact me from, you know, Japan, from Germany, from South America, whatever, it doesn't matter. And this is how they're contacting me. I will respond. I have to respond to them. This is something you know I take very seriously, because if I can help someone even in the most minuscule way, move, feel, or perform better, or to be a healthier version of themselves through accomplishing X, Y, or whatever the case may be, whatever goal, then I'm going to do it. That's something that I hold uh, to very high standards and have very high regard to myself, and that's very important to me. So I think in terms of social media. Um, so Facebook page, Mobility 101, as well as my personal Facebook page, um, Instagram page, at Mobility 101, Twitter page, at Mobility underscore 101, YouTube page, just my first and last name, um, in addition to obviously my website, mobility-101.com, um, all my information is there in terms of contacting me, 
Um, and you know, my biggest thing is helping people and, and, and learning from people and any way I can kind of offer myself and in terms of, you know, helping and, uh, just, you know, getting people to a place where they want to be. So making myself available is very important. So yeah, social media, uh, at those links and, and, and those, um, those ways of getting, getting in touch with me as well as my, my website, probably the best way to, to get in touch and to learn and ask questions and anything I can do to help. Matt, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thanks so much for your time, and I look forward to chatting with you again. Definitely, man. I appreciate you having me on. Thanks again. I would just like to thank Matt from Mobility 101 again for joining us today on the podcast. All the information and resources mentioned on this show can be found at bentonbetter.com slash mobility101. Thank you so much for listening to the Bent on Better podcast. If you want to learn more about improving your overall health and fitness levels, as well as get my two free wellness eBooks, you can head over to bentonbetter.com and sign up for the Bent on Better newsletter right there on the homepage. If you have any questions, you can email me at matt at bentonbetter.com or post them to the Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash bentonbetter. I've got much more goodies on the way. But in the meantime, remember, even though you may be content with your current situation, there is always room to be better. Now it's time to become the best you.